Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. This is Dave Chapin. Hope everyone's enjoying the holiday. We have a great stretch of football. Always one of the best stretches of the year. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. And it's even better this year with the first ever NFL Black Friday game between the Dolphins and the Jets on Amazon Prime Video. Rivalry games in college football. And yeah, let's get right to it. Every team's in action, no team on a bye. This week we'll run through my latest power rankings, so it might be a little bit of a quicker show, we'll see. And let's start. The top two teams are the teams that matched up in a Super Bowl rematch a few nights ago on Monday Night Football. Number one, the Eagles at 9-1, they beat the Chiefs. It wasn't pretty, but they forced a couple of red zone turnovers when it mattered most. Kevin Byard had an interception, then late in the game, Travis Kelsey fumbled. And it's crazy to think Philadelphia hasn't really put together a complete game yet. It doesn't feel like, but once they got going, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith had a good connection, connected on a deep ball late. Jalen Hurts punched it in again on the brotherly shove, had another rushing touchdown earlier. So he had five rushing touchdowns in the past two games against Kansas City, and they remain in the driver's seat for the top record in the NFC and the entire league now after beating Kansas City. That said, the Chiefs, I still have them at number two in the power rankings. They're now at seven and three. The key drops have hurt him, or at least plays that maybe could have been made in a few instances this season. That said, I'm encouraged by the play of the defense and in the trenches. Both lines, they had five sacks in the first half the other night, and I continue to say it, the defense playing at a very high level under Steve Spagnuolo. Number three, Ravens. They haven't had their bye yet. They're 8-3, and three, so atop the AFC right now. Lost Mark Andrews for likely the season due to a leg injury. Last Thursday night in the win over the Bengals. We'll look for Isaiah Likely to step up there. But I think this new offense, they had touchdowns from Odell Beckham Jr., Nelson Aguilar, and Rashad Bateman all last week at receiver. They're as healthy as they've been this season. And then, of course, Zay Flowers didn't have a big night, but he had a touchdown call back on a questionable holding call. No doubt Andrews is a tough loss, but the Ravens definitely in a better spot, I think, this year than they would be in past years losing him. Number four, the Lions at 8-2. Jared Goff, it was surprising, made some uncharacteristic decisions. Last week against the Bears, he bounced back down 12 points in the fourth, hit Jameson Williams for a deep touchdown, and then helped them drive for a go-ahead touchdown game-winning score by David Montgomery. They didn't panic. There were just a few minutes left in the game. They didn't panic. Goff was in command, and it was a prime example of how he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league right now. Now the Lions are 8-2 for the first time since 1962 ahead of the annual Thanksgiving game, and I think that's great for the NFL to have them good. Number five, the Niners. Definitely a case for them to be higher in the power rankings, maybe as high as number two. They're fully back on track now. Brock Purdy's been lights out the past two games, coming off the bye. George Kittle's been on fire the past month about. Defense has been shut down the past two games since the bye, and they're very confident both sides of the ball. They lost their safety, Hufunga, but Jair Brown, rookie out of Penn State, could have went higher in the draft. They got him in the third round this year. An intriguing safety to keep an eye on moving forward. Number six, Cowboys. Unsurprisingly, took care of business at Carolina last week. Cornerback Deron Bland had his fourth pick six of the season, ties an NFL single-season record, and look for the defense to want to keep it going, facing a commander's team that beat them in the regular season finale last year. Number seven, Dolphins. A bit sloppy of a game. Only won by seven against the Raiders, but still they felt in control. 
thanks to Vic Fangio's defense mostly. Intercepted Aiden O'Connell three times. Jalen Ramsey sealed the game with an interception. He has three already in three games. And they've allowed 17 points or fewer in five of their past six outings. So they're clicking. Really talented unit. Great defensive coach. And we know how explosive the offense is. They'll face the Jets on Black Friday, as I mentioned. And we'll have to keep an eye on rookie running back Devin Achan to see if he's able to play with his knee injury after coming back last week but re-injuring it and apparently lobbying to go into the game, but he was held out. Number eight, the Jaguars. Good bounce back for them, especially Trevor Lawrence. Had four total touchdowns, two passing, two rushing. Both the passing scores were to Calvin Ridley. Good to see him get going. Head coach Doug Peterson, I agree with what he said about the defense not getting talked about enough. Number nine, the Bills. They're at six and five now after the big win over the Jets, getting back on track first game under their interim offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. I love how they played through the running backs and tight ends for a bit. Then later in the game, Khalil Shakur at receiver broke it open with a long touchdown, 81-yarder, longest of the season. I think we could see them take more of a matchup-based approach. You don't really want to attack the Jets' corners too much. They didn't test them often. Led to success. They could play to the defense. Rasul Douglas, I think I've mentioned him like every week since they acquired him in a trade with the Packers. Had three turnovers last week. And I, I don't project forward too much with the power rankings. I mean, the Bills are 6-5. and five. They've been inconsistent. But I like where they're at right now. If they can get through the Eagles and the Chiefs, maybe with one win in those games at least, to feel really good about getting in the playoffs. And they could be a very scary team in January. Number 10, the Browns. Defense was great. Offense made enough plays with Dorian Thompson-Robinson getting his first career win. They're now 7-3, and three, despite injuries, Nick Chubb, the offensive line, and at quarterback, they signed Joe Flacco. Interesting sort of insurance policy, I think, to have a former Super Bowl MVP in case DTR struggles, and they have P.J. Walker also in the mix. Number 11, the Steelers, who lost to the Browns, fired offense coordinator Matt Canada after getting outgained in every game this season. Still somehow 6-4. and four. The defense is strong. They give up yard, but they make plays. And we'll see if the offense can have a jolt with the coordinator change. And bottom line, just like with the Bills, the players need to start playing better as well. Number 12, Seahawks, 6-4. and four. They've dropped both games to the Rams this season. This one last week, they fell in control, but then they gave up a fourth quarter lead. So that's a tough one with two matchups with the Niners, including Thanksgiving night, and then matchups with the Eagles and the Cowboys the next four games. Tough stretch ahead at 6-4. and four. Ken Walker set to miss time with his oblique injury. I think rookies Zach Charbonnet and Kenny McIntosh can do a really nice job at running back. Two players we really liked in the pre-draft process. And they're going to need some balance on offense still, even with Walker out. And we'll see if Devin Witherspoon and the defense can step up and make game-changing plays to help Seattle get wins. 13, the Texans at 6-4. and four. After such a hot start taking care of the ball, CJ Stroud has turned it over a bit lately. But he's been totally unfazed, doesn't bother him at all, and bouncing back nicely, making big-time throws, especially to fellow rookie Tank Dell. And Stroud joined Burrow last week in the win against the Cardinals as the only rookie quarterbacks in league history with three consecutive games of 300 passing yards. 14, the Vikings. Another close game. That's been the theme the past couple of seasons. Now at 6-5 and five after the loss to Denver. Look for Joshua Dobbs to get even more comfortable the more he plays on offense. And eventually they'll get Justin Jefferson back. Sounds like it won't be this week, but they have the bye coming up. 
and he'll be a boost for a team right in the NFC playoff mix right now. Number 15, the Broncos. Climb back to 500 after the four-game winning streak. Tackling is still an issue for the defense, and you can see that's a big reason they gave up 70 to Miami. But obviously playing much better than in that game overall. Defensive back, Jaquan McMillian, making a ton of game-changing plays. Turnover in three consecutive games. And Russell Wilson not putting up massive numbers, but putting up strong numbers, and at the end of games, he's been clutch. 16, the Bengals, now 500 after the loss to the Ravens last Thursday night. But the biggest story, Joe Burrow, tore a ligament in his right wrist. He's done for the season. Very unfortunate in a year where things look totally wide open, especially in the AFC. They were a team I felt would probably not win the AFC North, but that could just get in the playoffs and go on a run. Still, they're going to be competitive. They'll play through Joe Mixon, the defense, I think. And Jake Browning did some nice things coming in for Burrow last week against a tough defense. 17, the Chargers. Now four and six. Frustration is definitely mounting there. Head coach Brandon Staley. It was pretty tense with the media after the game. It seems there is a bit of national media spin, to be honest. I mean, they only gave up 23 points, but still the past defense has been poor. And I think a lot falls on them, despite, again, not giving up a big point total last week. But the Packers, Jordan Love, looked as good as they've looked against their defense. And now Joey Bosa going to miss time with the foot sprain. So not ideal. And now they got to face the Ravens on Sunday night, who a couple of seasons ago in 2021, they held the Chargers and Justin Herbert at quarterback to six points. So we'll see if it goes better this time around as they look to avoid falling to four and seven. 18, the Colts coming off the bye. The big story for them, they released three-time first-team All-Pro linebacker Shaquille Leonard. Wasn't playing his normal rate of snaps. The injuries maybe have caught up to him a bit. Still a pretty stunning move to release him at 20 years old. But it'll be interesting to see where Leonard lands. And I would think a contender will definitely take a shot on his talent. At 5-5, five and five, they face the Bucks this week. So it should be a close one as they look to get to 6-5. and five. 19, the Saints also coming off the bye, also at 5-5. Five and five. Health is a thing to track for them. Michael Thomas hits IR because of a knee injury. Marshawn Lattimore looks like he'll be out for Week 12, and Derek Carr is still in the concussion protocol. So we'll have to keep an eye on all of that ahead of a key divisional matchup with the Falcons. 20, the Raiders, 5-6. and six. Miami talked about their defense. They did a nice job of stuffing the run. Didn't let Josh Jacobs get much going. But still, they want to run the ball more. After he had just 14 carries last week, Antonio Pierce, the term head coach, coming off his first loss now 2-1, and one, he said the magic number, they want to get Jacobs 20 carries, and I like that mindset. I know analytics people might make fun of that or whatever, but they're playing tough. And one thing I'll definitely disagree with, I think a team looking to win games, get in the playoffs, I would think Jimmy Garoppolo could maybe get another shot at quarterback and give them the best chance to win, but so that's something to keep in mind. Maybe they'll make a switch at some point if necessary. They face the Chiefs this week. 21, the Packers at 4-6. and six. Jordan Love, mentioned him, had one of his best games last week. Game winning touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. They're within striking distance in the NFC wildcard race. They had traded Rasul Douglas. Jair Alexander's been out with the shoulder issue, but they're still playing tough. And they've quietly put together a pretty nice season on that side of the ball. Ahead of a Thanksgiving matchup with a line team that did torch them in the first matchup. Thursday night, early in the season. 22 of the Rams also at 4-6. and six. A lot of teams sort of hang around in the mix with big wins as of late. Ended a three-game losing streak. 
Kyron Williams will be back at running back, coming off the ankle injury, off injured reserve. That'll be a boost with the way he played until the injury. And we'll see if Cooper Cup will be all right after leaving last week with an ankle injury, and it's been unfortunate to see him battle injuries the past two years. 23, the Jets. Defense's worst performance last week in the loss to the Bills, 32-6. to Made a quarterback change. I think just something they had to try different on offense. That said, I definitely don't think this has been on Wilson. He missed some open throws last week, but he's played pretty well for the most part, and just things around him just are not good at all. And we'll see if Tim Boyle can somehow give them a boost on offense facing a surging Dolphins defense in the first ever Black Friday game. 24 the Bucks also at 4-6. Gave up big plays to the Niners last week. That was the difference in the game. Offense seemed somewhat limited, probably due to the offensive line and the lack of a strong running game, despite Rashad White performing as a receiver as well. Against top opponents, it's been tough. But they're right in the NFC South race and look to get a win against the Colts this week before facing the Panthers and Falcons. At 25, the Falcons off the bye. Desmond Ritter is back under center. And why prefer Taylor Heineke at quarterback? I like the move Arthur Smith's making to say like he's sticking with Ritter the rest of the season. So he's not looking over his shoulder. He can just play free. And we'll see if the benching slash reset can help him out a bit over the final several games of his second NFL season. 26, the Bears. They lost last week. They're now at 3-8, but they move up because I like the way they're playing as of late since the 0-4 start. They're 3-4 since then. Showing some progress under Matt Eberflus. And they have a prime, this current group has a prime opportunity this Monday night, prime time, facing the Vikings as they look to make a case to stay the third season in Chicago. 27, the Cardinals. Defense played well last week against the Texans. Four sacks, three interceptions of CJ Stroud on the road. They covered the spread, lost by five points. And definitely, they've been competitive all season. And should remain in every game, I think, now with Kyler Murray at quarterback on the other side of the ball. 28, the Giants. Tommy DeVito absorbed nine sacks last week. But aside from that, they were moving the ball pretty easily against the Commanders through the air. 18 and 26 for a 246 and three touchdowns he was. Saquon Barkley had two touchdowns, 140 total yards. Defense for six turnovers. So a very positive sign for Brian Dable in what's been a tough year. Getting a third win of the season. And they're second over the Commanders. And at 29, the Commanders, now 4-7. and seven. Maybe they can go on some type of run, get to like near 500. But it looks like this current regime is running out of time under Ron Rivera and just don't really have much of an identity, which has been an issue with a lot of the teams that have struggled this season and in recent years. That and poor personnel decisions. Number 30, the Patriots coming off the bye. We're monitoring the quarterback situation this week. I think they're going to stick with Mac Jones, but we'll see how the week of practice goes. Could be... Bailey Zappi could be Will Greer. They're at 2-8, and eight, and people on the outside might want to talk about draft position and stuff like that. But, I mean, Belichick, he's going to go hard, and they're going to try to win games and hope to get more of the offense to complement a defense that's done a good job despite dealing with a ton of injuries. 31, the Titans. I mentioned personnel. They're an example of what personnel blunders, especially the A.J. Brown trade, which was totally stunning, can do to a team. Not that they're not playing hard, but in terms of the score, haven't been competitive on the scoreboard the past two weeks. Not what you expect to see from a Mike Rabel team. They want to get Derrick Henry going. As Rabel said, they haven't had much of a chance. 
not enough plays run. And yeah, this is a week to maybe get something going with Henry and the entire team facing the Panthers at home. And then number 32, the Panthers at 1-9. Sounds like a broken record. Just I feel badly for Bryce Young in this situation. He's got to power through these final seven games and see what happens. And they just don't seem and haven't seemed to have much energy, especially on offense this season, which is surprising, unfortunate, and not ideal for Young as he starts his career. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Wolf Sports Show. Hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games. Remember the first ever Black Friday game. Should be interesting on Prime Video. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week.